0: going tonight everybody we are run the reel featuring mike terry fox and dan and we are back with another review and tv picked this one he treated himself and all of us <laughs> to this movie that has like five titles so take it away tv you you
1: got this one all right so in japan it was released as frankenstein versus Barragon. But in the U.S., it was named Frankenstein Conquers the World, and it's uh, kind of what you would expect from a Japanese monster movie. Frankenstein gets really big, he fights a random lizard thing, yeah, all that fun stuff. My first question is, is this
0: actually Frankenstein? Because this is not (laughs) what I picture Frankenstein as. This is
1: like Neanderthal, man. He seems more like a caveman, to be honest, but... But I mean, he does have a mysterious regrowing heart, which seems more Frankenstein-like to me. I know that's not something he's necessarily known as. But if we have column A, Frankenstein, and column B, Caveman, then I'm going to throw being able to regrow limbs and never die in the Frankenstein column.
2: I don't feel like that's in any of the Frankenstein canon.
1: (laughs) I'm just saying if we only have two columns here, Frankenstein or Caveman, it goes in Frankenstein. So do you like these characters ever
0: show up again in any of the other things Barugon does
1: yeah he's fr- he shows up for like a second and destroy all monsters um he f- he fights gamera that's a different monster
3: that's not the same Barugon. no
1: nah, Gamera's is not even a toho thing he's something else okay it's got the same
3: name <laughs> Barugon. <laughs> yeah
1: i think that's Barugon, and this is barugan
3: oh i see well you know, they both have a picture of the same monster getting tossed around <laughs> by his tail <laughs> on the cover, so please excuse me for thinking that <laughs> was the same.
0: <laughs> I just want to say this cover is very misleading because when they actually fight, I don't think he ever tosses him by the tail. He attempts to. He does. He does. He attempts to. He like tries to grab it and throw rocks. Like That's all Frankenstein does.
1: I mean, he like almost rips his face off.
0: Yeah,
3: he spins him around by the tail and chucks him.
2: That was the best part of the fight. I feel like best is a weird uh, qualifier to use for that.
0: <laughs> I, I
2: Yeah, I feel
0: like that as well.
2: <laughs> I feel like maybe I laughed the hardest at that
0: point. Okay, so let me get through logistics here for the scores. Um, this movie does not have a tomato meter rating. It has an audience score of uh, 55%. And then on IMDb, it has a 5.4 out of 10 with 1,707 ratings. And this is directed by Ishiro Honda. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The man himself. I guess he did like all these movies, didn't he? He did the original Godzilla.
1: And a bunch of Godzillas after that too. Yeah, he's done a ton of these things.
0: I think this was supposed
2: to be Godzilla versus King Kong with some of the reading I did suggested.
1: Yeah, I think it was... well. I think they wanted King Kong to fight Frankenstein, and then they changed Frankenstein out for Godzilla, and then they were going to do Godzilla versus Frankenstein, but then they changed Frankenstein out for Mothra.
2: But why? Why even Frankenstein? (laughs) That's my question. (laughs) I think this guy likes Frankenstein, was what I saw. That he said somewhere that he'd always wanted to get Frankenstein in the mix.
3: This has nothing to do with Frankenstein, though. Old Mary Shelley would be rolling over in her
2: grave if she saw this. Be rising up out of it. (laughs) Yeah, this is a pretty uh, loose interpretation of the Frankenstein monster. I would argue it's not
3: even close to being Frankenstein. It's just the name they slapped on there to get people to be like, Okay, this is weird. I'm gonna go
2: watch it because it seems really weird. Apparently this did super well in Germany back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it did so well that every Godzilla that got released after that has the word Frankenstein in it. <laughs> Which what does that even mean? Well, I'm pretty sure they either I think they changed out Godzilla's name for Frankenstein instead in Germany.
2: How does that even work?
1: Well is there like oh Frankenstein conquers the world sold pretty well there. Let's just uh... <laughs> I know a couple of you
0: know what Mystery Science Theater three thousand is. If you don't know what it is, it's kind of this weird thing where they get these robots and this guy sit and they watch movies up in space or on this planet. I don't remember exactly. They don't actually have anything to do except watch really bad movies and they make jokes about it the whole time. This movie reminded me of what they make fun of on Mystery Science 3000. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> like It was that bad for me. I don't know. It was just very strange that it's Frankenstein, but it's not really Frankenstein. And then Barragon shows up. I guess he's an established
1: character, so no, I No, this is his first appearance, so he was never established. This is his first <laughs> Yeah. So
0: this was his establishing movie. Yep, yep. So he just shows up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they have this duel. And <laughs> I thought that the duel wasn't even like making me laugh either. It was kind of cringy, I thought, most of it. Yes, I, I was mostly embarrassed for the people involved. Really? Like, for almost this whole movie, I was like,
3: ugh. I had to, the opposite about the fighting in this. I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Part of the charm of these old kaiju films, right, is that the people are in rubber suits, and so they can't really do anything. Uh, when they're fighting each other it's really awkward and janky for a lot of it um and these older ones especially so it was interesting seeing how they translated that to having an actual human fighting a dude in a rubber suit and i thought they were able to choreograph with quotation marks the fight's a little bit better because one party can actually move and do different moves easy as compared to both parties just having to
2: do their best now wait this is better than your standard kaiju duel
1: i don't know if better but it's different it's like quicker pace because the guy can actually like run around and do stuff whereas in a lot of the other ones it's kind of more like slow motion and stuff
3: He jumped over Baragon's body and then, like, smashed him with the rock. I was like, dang, that's cool. Then they had, like, not a a super long take, but they had a a long take that was longer than what you usually see in these movies, where he, like, grabbed, like, a bunch of different rocks and did some moves on them, and I was like, that's kind of impressive, actually.
2: You talking about when the caveman was chucking rocks and just wildly missing the man in the rubber suit down the hill?
3: No, it was when he first shows up at his house or whatever and he's defending his cave from him. He does a lot of like rolls and stuff and grabs them and grapples with them. He does like a little bit of everything. Did we watch the same movie? Mike... You haven't watched many of these old kaiju movies, so <laughs> you don't have a basis for
2: comparison. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, but it just wasn't enjoyable at all. I wasn't laughing. I was just kind of like, man, this looks like 12-year-olds went in the backyard and tried to what? film a fight scene. You know, <laughs>
1: That seems pretty harsh for the final fight. I don't think a 12-year-old could pull that off. All the miniature work they had to do, ripping trees out of the ground. He jumped completely over Barragon.
2: What do you mean he jumped completely over him? Like in his <laughs> awkward frog squat <laughs> hop pose?
3: Nah, he jumped like completely over his body and smashed him with a rock.
0: I was like, dang, Frankenstein's got some moves. Frankenstein looked
1: like he didn't know what was going on. Half the time <laughs> he threw rocks, he missed him. <laughs> to be fair... They established he's a pretty bad shot from the first time he throws this giant tree at a bird.
3: <laughs> he misses it and crushes the people's house. That was so funny. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah,
1: I loved that. And honestly, it looked really good, too, I thought, like, because it was all blue screen how they did that. And, like, usually, I mean, in this movie, some of the blue screen does look kind of bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that shot, like, looked really good, actually. Like, I was impressed.
3: Yeah, the special effects are decent throughout this film, which is nice. Though some of the miniature work is questionable, like when he go, when Barragon goes to eat the horse.
2: <laughs> the director, I guess, said that he thought it was so funny that he left it in. It was so funny.
3: You can tell there's a dude Holding the horse, and sh- the toy horse, and just shaking it around
1: at the stable. <laughs> it was so bad. That horse was so bad.
2: <laughs> Why was there so much focus on the chickens in that scene? Because they were real. Because, <laughs> like, shouldn't they have been, like, crushed under his foot? But there was a couple of very long shots of those chickens freaking out. You know how
3: much money they had to pay for them (laughs) chickens? Good Lord.
1: Look, he ate them because Baragon walks away out of that scene with feathers flying out of his mouth. He ate those chickens. Yeah. He had to build up to it. What's he going to do to these chickens? They're so
3: small compared to him. It's like, I paid good money for these chickens to be in this movie. I just carved this horse out of wood over here. Yeah. But we paid good money for these chickens.
1: Yeah, we don't have any more sock puppets for the chickens, so we're going to have to uh, milk it for all it's worth. So
0: what you guys are bringing up was the most enjoyable part of this movie for me, was the stupid cheese stuff, Okay like the the miniatures, the horse, the chickens, him throwing a tree at a bird. But that was like 45 seconds maybe <laughs> total of the movie. If the rest of the movie would have been up to that like level of cheese as well, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. But no, they're like pretty serious for a lot of this movie. They're like debating Frankenstein's humanity and stuff. I guess
2: as good as that. The translation can be. This like might be one of the worst subs I've ever seen in a film.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of painful for me to watch this one.
2: The like flirting was so cringy between the doctor and like the main love interest.
1: Yeah, yeah. The joke was pretty bad, right? And
2: he's like, "This fish is great. How did you make this stew?" And she's like, "Well, first I dried some fish." And he's like, "No, no, no. First...
1: You scooped up the fish. She's like, I don't get American humor. And I was like, no, I don't think he does either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: What was that even supposed to be?
1: It was kind of nice, though, when she did the callback to it. I thought that was kind of cute. I was like, oh, felt like
2: it was equally as cringy. It's a very old school style of doing
3: flirting, I guess.
0: And <laughs> I'll agree. Um, I haven't seen a ton of these old kaiju movies the only ones i can remember watching were like some of the old godzilla ones like oh what was it son of godzilla and there's a couple other ones we watched and i actually enjoyed those ones i thought they were kind of fun they were cheesy and goofy like when godzilla's son like starts using his flame powers
1: the first time <laughs> like the smoke ring
0: yeah or when Godzilla does, I don't know if it's in that one, but I remember watching it where he like turns himself into a missile. <laughs> it's like shooting flames out and flying and headbutts something.
1: Oh, yeah. Godzilla versus Hedora. Yeah, see, I like
0: that kind of stuff. Maybe if Godzilla was in this, I would have liked it a lot better. But Frankenstein, I was not interested in any of the Frankenstein stuff. And it was like the whole movie. Well, it's because it wasn't even Frankenstein. Which, this brings me back to a
2: question. Maybe I just missed the sub somewhere. But what is this child? Did he grow from the heart, or did he eat the heart? I think he grew from the heart, or... I don't, I don't know. They don't tell us.
1: That would explain why he's not... Maybe why he's different is if he ate the heart, I guess. But I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Frankenstein.
2: Because, like, I read a bunch of reviews, and there was a lot of, like, argument on it.
0: Well, they never say, they just say he was in that
1: military facility and leave it at that. Maybe he did eat it. I like the eating interpretation better, but I do feel like they were more hinting that it just grew from the heart that that was Frankenstein, but he just regrew because he can never die. Which
2: seems a little silly to me because in the beginning they're like, do you know the Frankenstein story about how he sewed sewed the body back together and then electrified it? But apparently, whenever we take the body on the other side of the world, it actually just grows and makes a new body that's not sewn together.
1: Well, it did get hit by a nuke, and radiation causes weird things in these movies. So I think that's why he starts growing.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot it got hit by the nuke. Didn't just get incinerated by the nuke.
1: (laughs) It's immortal. It's
2: Frankenstein's heart. Come on. You can't die. Just seems like it grew back really fast for being incinerated
1: i mean it'd been like 15 years since it got annihilated i mean that that's a pretty long time to regrow i mean i know we shouldn't delve this
2: deep into it i know
1: (laughs) yeah i really don't think we you need to read that deeply into it yeah
2: this isn't the kind of place for that i know (laughs) i'm not convinced this
3: was supposed to be frankenstein even I'm still of half a mind that they filmed it with, like, this being some weird caveman dude, and then they
2: decided late in the project to turn it into Frankenstein. You could have just cut out that prologue scene with the submarines, and just gone straight from, like, the front and been like, the nuke unthawed a caveman. And
3: speaking of that
2: opening scene,
3: did anybody else love how it was all silent?
1: (laughs) That is for the best. Trust me on this when I say that that is for the best, that none of them talked.
3: I was like,
0: What's, what is this? Is this going to be a silent film? <laughs> so did the the Germans go steal that from him and then they sailed it around the world? Or who stole the heart of Frankenstein at the beginning? Because it was very unclear how it ended up getting to Japan. The Germans stole it from
2: Frankenstein and took it to Japan.
1: That's not Frankenstein.
2: What do you mean that's not Frankenstein?
1: That's not Frankenstein, because they meet him later in the film, and then he has a totally different name. He's like Dr. something something, but he's not Frankenstein. That was Dr. Frankenstein. No, he says he got the heart. Like, it's been passed down, but it was originally made by Frankenstein.
2: Oh, I think I missed that one. Some of those subtitles did kind of (laughs) blow. I'd, like, take a sip from my drink, and it'd be gone, and I'd be like, oh, I guess I didn't need that one.
0: So, um... Fox sent me a text while he was watching this, and I think it summed it up pretty well. (laughs) He said, I uh, got some beers because I thought this would make the movie better. (laughs) I think it's actually making it worse. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You know, I would take a sip off my beer
2: and miss a subtitle and then be confused. And then I was like getting drunk and confused. (laughs)
1: Well
3: the movie's pretty confused, too. They, like, address that it's Frankenstein's monster, like, once. And then they just call it Frankenstein the rest of the movie. I'm not convinced that whoever did the subtitles for the translation didn't put that in there, just the... (laughs) make people think that the people knew what they're talking about
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm just glad that was addressed you know like okay we can all agree that this is not technically frankenstein but we're just all gonna call him frankenstein like everybody else in the world does
0: just gotta
2: power through it uh
0: yeah you know i'm fine with them taking a different like approach to frankenstein but i don't know it was just really weird and he's the main focus of it I wish it would have been more like a focus on weird Neanderthal guy who comes back instead of Frankenstein. Frankenstein. I can't say this guy's (laughs) name right. I I don't know. It was just most of the movie is that. And I did not like that at all and felt it was all pretty cringy. Because when the miniature stuff came in, that was fun. The fight was not amazing. But I mean, it was better than everything else that was going on pretty much. So that's just where I sit with this one.
1: So I actually like that it was Frankenstein. Obviously he's not the Frankenstein, but I thought that was a pretty cool like idea. It starts off super pulpy. The introduction of this movie I think is actually really cool. With like the guys experimenting on this mysterious heart that can't die and it's beating and you can even like hear it beating through the case, which is really cool. And it's like all this like weird Nazi pseudoscience stuff, and then it gets nuked for whatever reason. It's all like super like 60s, 50s science fiction-y kind of stuff, which I really enjoyed about it. And I even, I I was pretty happy learning more about this Frankenstein guy. And I only got bored after he like escaped and they were trying to track him down. I thought that was kind of boring. But the build up to it, I thought they did a really good job actually of like trying to figure out what the deal is with this strange child that may or may not be Frankenstein technically. But I thought that was kind of cool. I thought they did a good job.
2: I'll agree that I like love the first 30 seconds of this movie. <laughs> That was like the best part for me. <laughs> All the weird test tubes and the eerie music and the heartbeat.
3: It's not bad, but I think using the name Frankenstein comes with like some preset expectations going in, you know? So it just makes it a little weird as opposed to like they found some ancient Neanderthal that woke up due to the testing or something like that. So I think. That might be why it's a little weird. At the same time, because I do agree the setup is good and it's interesting um, when they're getting into the discussions about what they should do with them. It brings about some preset like expectations, and they're they're not met in this film. Well, they. The most Frankenstein part of this is when the hand's crawling around and they're doing experiments on the hand, I'd say.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. I
3: like that stuff.
1: Yeah, I love the um, when they go and do visit that German doctor who was originally experimenting. he's like, well, the only way to really tell if it's Frankenstein is to cut off his arm and his leg and see if it grows back. And I was like, what? That's the only way to (laughs) tell." And then like later, yeah, that scientist goes in there by himself and he's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to chop this guy's (laughs) arm. What? No, don't do that. That's (laughs) science, baby. There's got to be another way. I thought that was pretty funny when he he walks in there and he's like looking at the syringe like, well, I guess if this is the only way. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't mind that they took their own weird direction with Frankenstein. I kind of expected that, honestly. They're just the same thing they did with King Kong. King Kong has lightning powers in Godzilla versus King Kong. Well,
3: wasn't that he's supposed to be some other monster and they subbed in Kong?
1: Well, Frankenstein, yeah. He was supposed to be Frankenstein.
3: <laughs> yes. so that explains that. But it's not the lightning powers for Franken... Well, you know, lightning powers for Frankenstein would make more sense anyways.
0: <laughs> if we're going down that route. I wish he had lightning powers. That would have made it a lot more interesting and fun for me. If he was like lightning wielding Frankenstein up on the thing throwing lightning bolts or something, you know, Zeus or or mega Terry's always snapping me like Metal Kong, Mechanakong, Mechanicon. <laughs> steen I don't know. How are you gonna
2: call him? Frankensteel. Man, that is a power metal
0: band name.
2: (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Somebody write that one down. Yeah,
0: I would have liked that. It would have been more goofy, fun, and campy, I think, for me. That's kind of what I expect when I watch these from my preconceived notions of them, I guess.
1: Yeah, I kind of like that weird contrast, though, where it's kind of a serious human plot but then you just see yeah like a guy in a baragon suit crawling around on all fours like (laughs) rumbling through the city like i think that's kind of a fun contrast that i enjoy but i can see why it might not gel so well with some people i I mean i've watched these movies like all my life so i'm kind of used to it at this point but speaking of baragon i guess he does feel a little ramrodded in this i don't really i don't know if i like i like baragon he's kind of one of my like I, I don't know if I'd say favorites, but, you know, like, in terms of monsters that you don't really know, I like Baragon quite a bit. Um, But he doesn't really feel like he's all that essential to the plot. I almost feel like they could have just made it, like, just a Frankenstein movie, and it would have made more sense. But I don't know. Yeah, Baragon kind of shows up for some random reason at the beginning, and then he kind of shows up at the end to frame Frankenstein. But they're not really intertwined at all, which I kind of wish they would have had some more, uh, like, connection or something to each other i think that would have helped it made more sense to why they finally like clash at the end
3: yeah because in all the other kaiju movies it's like one of them's coming out in response to the other one this one's completely lacking that
1: they kind of just run into each other yeah maybe if they both like appeared around the same time like just build both up equally but yeah it feels like baragon they tried they start to build them up then they forget about him and then he goes around starting to eat like farm animals and then (laughs) that's about it
3: He does feel like a leftover, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) As much as I like him. Yeah, I just feel like, yeah. I would might have rather just had it just be Frankenstein. Maybe like have him rampage through a city or something, like scared or whatever. I don't know.
3: I would have kept with that Frankenstein tone, I guess, better for sure. Yeah,
1: where he's like persecuted by the humans. So where do they go at the end of this? They they like fall into the middle of the uh, earth. Okay, so we watched two different endings. Yeah, I was going to ask you guys. I watched both the endings. Because I wanted us to watch the one where they fall into the earth because that's the one that sounded like it made the most sense to me. But then I watched my DVD and then he gets pulled away by a giant octopus and then he falls into the ocean.
3: so bad. (laughs) Wait, what? So so the one you linked us um, on the website has both versions on it. The theatrical cut is the one where, at the end, after he snaps Baragon's neck, which I was not expecting. Pretty savage, yeah. Yeah, after he snaps his neck, um, like, I don't know, since Baragon was trying to get away, he caused, like, an earthquake, and so they sink into the earth together. And they're like, is Frankenstein dead? And he's like, nah,
1: he'll be back sometime. <laughs> he'll be back. Then he never comes back.
3: In the alternate version, right after he snaps Barricon's neck, a giant octopus <laughs> shows up out of nowhere. And the character's like, look, it's giant octopus. Like we're supposed to know that he was expected to show up or that he was introduced. And it, nope, it just shows up and sucks him down into the water. And then it's the same
1: dialogue. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, is he dead? Well, maybe he never meant to be in this world anyways. And they're like, whatever. And they just leave, yeah. Uh, Well, I'm glad that you guys got to watch the ending I meant for you too. Whereas I was like, (laughs) I was watching, I was like, oh no, I picked the wrong cut. (laughs) (laughs) The octopus wasn't supposed to show up. What is this? He looks pretty cool. But yeah, he's just so out of nowhere. He does look good. You know why he got put in there? Because he's in
3: King Kong.
1: Yeah, the producer's of the Americans. So this was like co-production between America and Japan. And, um, the funders of America were like, we want the octopus. The octopus was so cool in King Kong. So they put it <laughs> in there and then the, the funders watched the movie and they're like, Uh, eh, it doesn't really work. Never mind." And so like, they <laughs> took it out again, but there's still two cuts for whatever reason. But yeah,
2: was <laughs> what I was going to ask, to see if you guys had seen that for the one I had, like specifically called out one producer. Who like owned the production company, <laughs> that he was like, Hey, if we're gonna do this, you're gonna make an alternate cut with an octopus. Wow. But then was like, mm,
1: <laughs> never mind, it was bad. He changed his mind. What a jerk. Yeah. You're gonna have to be forced to put this octopus in here. And he was like, uh, well, okay. It's like, well, they didn't want to do it anyways, <laughs> did they? So like <laughs> What a waste of time.
0: (laughs) From the image I have in my head of 1960s American producers, that makes a lot of sense. They love the octopus. Put the (laughs) octopus in there at all costs. We need more octopus. It is a good looking giant
3: octopus too. It's the best looking thing in the movie, I'd say. Probably,
1: yeah. It looks really awesome, actually, yeah. It looks like a giant
3: octopus.
1: (laughs) And they didn't have to use like a real-life octopus like in King Kong. They actually made a suit, which is probably ethically a lot better than what they did in (laughs) the King Kong one. So that's nice that they found a different way, but doesn't work really it's kind of a cool fight i guess not really it just kind of comes out of nowhere
3: it's not much of a fight
1: yeah just gets dragged (laughs) away
3: it's so i just love how the
1: guy's like
3: it's the giant octopus (laughs) like we're supposed to know
1: already yeah the giant octopus There's no buildup at all,
3: yeah. (laughs) I was like, really? Oh, (laughs) boy. You know, you think Zack Snyder watched this when he got the idea for um, Dawn of
1: Justice? (laughs) (laughs) Look, it's Doomsday. It's the Doomsday. Yeah, (laughs) He's here to fight you now. (laughs) Oh, I guess Superman doesn't belong in this world after all. Yeah, it's pretty much (laughs) the same. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny
3: zach i didn't know you loved this movie so much
1: <laughs> yeah i don't know i think that i did like this movie i'll say uh it was it was good it was goofy fun It's i mean it's kind of serious but it's also you know a giant guy running around the streets in the woods throwing sticks at things and... well
2: you know it's pretty hard to understand american humor
1: I did like those two characters, though. I liked the American guy and the, the Japanese woman. I thought they that was an interesting dynamic. Like, are they supposed to be romantically involved? Because that feels pretty progressive for the time. I think they kind of are supposed to be. They never, like, explicitly say it, but I kind of got that vibe, so I don't know.
2: They ain't got the stones to go that far.
1: Yeah, just admit it.
2: I did see that the English, the main guy, that he... <laughs> Did all of his lines in English, and then in the Japanese version, he's dubbed in Japanese. You
3: could tell. Him and the German scientist for sure.
2: Yeah, they probably could have changed a lot of the meanings of this film. Both in the subs and the
1: dubs. That guy's been in a few Godzilla movies, um, which is kind of interesting. The American guy? Yeah, he's in uh, Invasion of the Astro Monster... And then he's in one other one. I can't think of it off the top of my head, though. It might not even be um, Godzilla. It might be a different monster movie, but I'm pretty sure he's in one other one, too. That girl is, too, uh, the woman. Oh, she's in Ebira? Ebira,
3: Horror of the Deep. Is that on the Toho collection?
1: It is. That's one of my favorites. It's good.
3: Okay, good. I'm looking forward to getting to that one.
1: I don't know. I'm probably biased about these movies because I used to watch them as a kid and I've been watching them almost religiously since this whole quarantine, social isolation thing happened. But um, I think it's a pretty decent movie, a decent entry into this whole Toho thing. But I understand if it's not for everybody with these giant rubber suits. and It's just weird to see like an actual man fighting this monster, I think.
3: That's what I liked the most about it. It's so different from what you usually get in these movies, and they can do it. Like you said, it's a lot more fast paced and not as goofy as it usually is. It was like a a much more real fight in context of this (laughs) these movie types, of course.
1: Yeah, it's just like feels like there was some sort of planning involved. Where some of these, it feels like maybe they're just kind of winging it, kind of just running into each other a little bit. But
3: I don't know when. Kong shoves that tree in Godzilla's mouth. That's pretty classic, right there. <laughs> See, that's what I was expecting with this,
0: and that is not what happens.
3: You might like King Kong versus Godzilla, then Mike, it's pretty goofy when they're fighting.
1: <laughs> that sounds more up my alley for what I want out of these ones. And the whole story, like with the humans, is silly too. Like it's kind of almost a comedy a little bit. It's very like satirical and wacky rather than this movie.
3: You know, one thing I liked about this is I thought they did a pretty good job with the scale of Frankenstein versus everybody else. Since they're using an actual man, they can't do like all the same camera tricks that they can with guys in rubber suits smashing miniatures. So I thought they did a pretty good job with that.
1: I'd agree with that. Yeah, like there's some cool scenes like when he like is looking through the window of that woman that's been like watching over him that looked really good like that's one of the moments of the blue screen that looks awesome or like when he's standing over their car he walks out of the woods like that was pretty cool or and he's
2: in the cage too
1: yeah yeah so he grows in the
2: cage right yes i like did not realize that he was getting giant in the cage i just thought he was a regular size kid and i was like why is this camera angle so garbage the whole time (laughs) and then when he escaped i was like wait a minute. Is he a big man? Is that, I don't know. You only can really
3: tell in one shot when he's in the cage, when they get all the people in front of him.
2: I say I, I must not have a very big frame of reference, kind of like Mad Mike, because uh,
0: <laughs> I felt like the, the scale of the caveman was really bad. When uh, he first escaped and went to the woman's house and like looked in the window, that was bad. Nah, it wasn't that bad. That looked good, I thought. Like, his face took up, like, the whole window. Because he's big. I don't know. It was
1: not well done. I mean, I get that this was the 60s. It didn't even look like blue screen, really. It, like, compared to some of the other blue screen moments in this movie, like, that looked really good.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just remember the fire at the end. with. <laughs> you can see the blue screen. <laughs> That's bad. But it was a lot better in that um scene, I thought and it's not in black and white either so that that's another thing going against them it's in color and it's not a guy in a suit so they have to use different tricks And they pulled it off for the most part i thought which impressed me
1: or like what was the the scene where he like rescues the the guy and he gets like hit with rocks or something i don't remember the guy like gets passed out that looked pretty good i'm pretty sure they just used like a barbie doll in place of the guy but it it worked like it took me a second to be like oh that's how they did that probably right like yeah yeah (laughs) but like it's so quick like you don't really notice it and he's so small in the background but they do some tricky stuff some better than others obviously like the horse thing is kind of bad the boar looks a little iffy (laughs) that boar baragon's destruction looked pretty good too i thought i just wish he would have done something more in this movie his stuff is cool when he does like attack that oil rig and he fight, yeah, I think he fights like a little village at some point. That was pretty cool, like the destruction and stuff.
3: The earthquake was really cool at the oil rig. That was fun to see. I liked how they had it actually spewing oil
1: out when it crashed. And what's with all these like people partying and stuff in this movie? Ooh,
3: that's what I was going to bring up.
1: <laughs> Frankenstein's watching these people party on TV. He gets really mad and he chucks the TV yeah. off.
3: <laughs> Frankenstein <laughs> and Baragon hate people dancing. They hate it. They hate rock and roll, man. It's
2: an anti-rock and (laughs) roll movie. Yeah, they despise it. It's so
1: funny. (laughs) I was scared for that boat when Frankenstein shows up, because I was like, oh no. (laughs) Like, they're dancing up there. He hates that music, yeah.
2: Now, am I crazy, or was the thing that they were watching on TV just the footage of the boat scene, but in black and white, on the TV in the movie? Probably.
1: I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. That's very possible now that you mention it.
3: It was always the same song, too. (laughs) It's like we don't have the budget to pay for another song.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All our budget went into Barragon.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, does anybody have anything else about this one? Are we ready for some
1: overall presentation? I'm ready. I'm ready. So we got a scale that we use to rank these movies. It goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it you all give a little spiel about what we think, and then we try to average it up at the end. So we'll see how it goes, I suppose. I'm going to jump in here real quick Wait, before any we shenanigans happen. Wait, got to pick who goes happen. first. No. Why did I
0: even say that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do the final presentation here. We don't have time for your random nonsense.
1: <laughs> I got the perfect thing to decide who goes first, I think. Ooh, mm. what you got? So I found this mysterious box out in this ditch by where I live, and it kept like beating and thudding. Pum, pum. oh God. I dragged it into my house and I opened it up, and there was a heart. And so, five weeks later, it grew into a full man. And you know what he told me?
2: <gasps>
1: what'd he say? <laughs> he told me Mike should go first. Ah. Ooh. Oh, my God. <laughs> And then he walked out and left, and I never saw him again. With <laughs> the best. All right, so yeah, I'll just jump in
0: here now. Like I said earlier, this seemed like watching a Mystery Science 3000 movie, but without the witty Mystery Science robot guys providing some commentary. And I thought most of it was pretty cringy. I haven't seen a ton of these movies, and it seems like this is the one that I should not watch out of the Toho collection. I gotta give this one a burn it. I did not enjoy this at all.
2: Yeah, you know, I also haven't seen uh, a lot of these old kaiju movies. Uh, I was pretty intrigued, though, you know, I had a really good time when we did The Old Beast from 50,000 Fathoms. That was pretty, pretty fun. So I came into this one hoping for something of a similar level of absurdness, and instead I got an entirely different level of absurdness. Maybe it's because I was expecting Frankenstein. I don't know. Don't be deceived, people. This is like the Neanderthal man child versus lizard man.
1: Baragon. <laughs> Baragon. Or Godzilla, as Mike said in the last review.
2: Godzilla. I thought it was. <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of read the same book with Mad Mike. This was not fun, but I mean, yeah. No, I, I'm going to burn this one. I, 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 Surely there must be a better kaiju movie out there than this. This was kind of a slog for me. I had to like stop like several times and go make a new cocktail and then stand out there and like hype myself up a little bit. Like, you know, we can do this all the way to the, <laughs> the end. Come on, get in there. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn this one with my pretty translucent radiation fire ray breath, I
1: think. Oh. So I actually kind of enjoyed this one. Um, it's a little different than your typical kaiju movie, but honestly, it's not like extremely different. It's just got this weird feel because it literally is just a dude, whereas most of these are like people in crazy suits and stuff. I think that the the plot's actually pretty decent. It slows down a lot, though, in the middle. Um, the whole setup, though, I think is really cool with Frankenstein's heart or whatever. Maybe it's not actually Frankenstein that we know, but I can accept the... Um, this weird, strange interpretation that they came up with for it. And I I think the monster villain, Barragon feels a little weirdly inserted into this movie. I like the fight at the end. Um, it's really cool. And even like the final set piece with the forest of fire all around him, I think it's really cool looking. But I can't help but think that if they just focused on Frankenstein the whole time, like maybe done some sort of like a King Kong kind of thing or something where they eventually just have to like kill him. I think that might have. Made for a stronger plot, I guess. But overall, I think I'm going to give it a watch it. I think it's still an entertaining movie. Uh, there's some pretty goofy special effects in here. There's some actually pretty good special effects in here. I mean, it's got the weaknesses of a lot of these monster movies, but it's also got a lot of the, the strengths of them, too. So a watch it from me.
3: This is a weird movie. It's a weird premise, too. I'm still not convinced they didn't slap on the Frankenstein stuff at the end just to get more people out there to watch it kind of tricking them like what the asylum likes to do cuz this this thing isn't Frankenstein at all not even close really but it doesn't mean that I hated the movie going in with that expectation will set you astray when watching it but it's not terrible it's not <laughs> it's definitely not the worst Toho kaiju film I've seen. (coughs) Godzilla Raids again.
1: (coughs) Oh, God.
3: Oh, did you hear something, Terry?
1: I think I heard something (laughs) and I had like a shiver down my spine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's this is definitely one for people who've watched a bunch of Toho films because they do a lot different with it just because they have a guy running around as opposed to the two monsters and that are rubber suits right so they could do a lot more with it and it's got a lot of funny parts in it too so it's (laughs) it's absurd and comical in that b movie way for a lot of the movie Um, and it's interesting watching it since they have the actual guy running around but there is too a lot of slow parts that are a slog to get through with Not really flirting, flirting, people not committing to like that romance or whatever. When they're trying to track down Frankenstein, they could have done a lot more with that or made it a lot more interesting anyways. So it's not all great, but I don't think it's all terrible either. It's just a weird little movie. I'm glad I watched it, though, so I'm going to say... Give it a watch if you're into, like, the Toho Kaiju monster movie stuff. If you're not, you're not going to like this, and it's not going to make you like it either. But if you are, it's a, it's an interesting watch, if only to say, have you guys seen this? I've seen this movie. It's a super niche thing <laughs> that you probably never heard of. I'll, I'll give it a watch.
0: It. Well, I think that rounds out to a... uh an even pass. Yep, yep. Burn it and watch it. Frankenstein conquers the world, or Frankenstein versus Baragon, or there's another title somewhere. So
3: it's Frankenstein versus subterranean mon subterranean monster Baragon.
2: <laughs> so uh, it occurs to me we keep calling Baragon a lizard, right? But my girlfriend came in at the end of this. And saw Barragon, and was like, what's up with the weird armadillo monster? And I was like, oh my God, it is just a big rubber armadillo. It's got the shell, it
0: burrows.
1: Yeah, it's like part armadillo, part pug. I can't get out of my head, Mike. I'm sorry, but that thing just makes me think of Pugsley. I don't know why. <laughs> if, if I saw more of it, I would probably agree with you. But just the way it was, like jumping around and man, like man, he
3: could jump so far. Yeah, I was wait like he does it and misses so many times. I was like, he better hit him, and he did hit him once, and he like knocked his butt down. It was nuts. Man, armadillos can
2: jump really high. Really? Yeah. They're also very fast. They are
1: very fast. What? (laughs) Yeah. Is this a real thing?
3: Have you ever chased an armadillo, Terry? Have you? Yeah. yeah. Them
1: things are fast. I feel like I'm getting snipe hunted here.
3: They're faster than a
2: man.
1: (laughs) Okay, come on. It's true.
2: (laughs) We're not messing with you.
1: I don't believe this for a second.
2: One time on Mike's recommendation, I threw a cup of water on an armadillo and it jumped like six feet straight (laughs) up into the air.
1: (laughs) I was there for that. That was awesome. All right. This is some conspiracy that's being plotted against me. (laughs) Nope.
2: I wish it was. You
3: wouldn't believe it until you see it, but they're quick. Let's look at the internet. 30 miles per hour, Terry. 30 miles per hour. That's faster than a man.
1: That is okay. I'm about to look up some YouTube videos. That's insane. Then
3: things are quick.
1: So I did look it up for this movie, the production notes. And so the idea for this film was originated with Willis O'Brien, who pitched the film pitting King Kong against a giant version of Frankenstein's monster. So originally this was supposed to be Frankenstein's monster, but then the idea was never adopted by Universal but it was stolen by an independent producer, John Beck, and pitched it to Toho instead. (laughs) Some some guy went and stole the other guy's idea and went to Japan and pitched it. Jesus. But yeah, that's from Wikizilla, so I don't know if that's... I'm sure they're pretty accurate. Who's next? Who's picking next? We only got two people left with options. Man, I'm picking this one,
0: and I need a buddy, a buddy cop movie. I want The Nice Guys. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I haven't seen that in forever. I've wanted to watch it since it came out. I mean, it came out in 2016, so it's taken me a while to get here. But I'm kind of in a weird spot with Shane Black, too, and he's the director of this one. I don't like Shane Black. I I feel <laughs> like this is a movie that where he should be doing good, you know? And I've heard it's
1: a, a pretty good one from the people who have watched it. I don't know, TV? Is it good? Uh, I remember liking it, but yeah, this was, what, four years ago? So, um, we'll see, I don't know. Then I, you know, then I watched Predator, and that wasn't my favorite. The Predator, you mean? Oh, right, The Predator, excuse me. The
3: Predator. That and Iron Man 3 are garbage, so... <laughs> <laughs> A
0: little dicey. Is the Predator released episode, or is that in our unreleased tapes?
1: That's released, yeah. That's released. One of our very early episodes before we all had microphones and stuff too. So back
0: when we were still three dudes, reviews.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you do go back and listen, yeah, don't be jarred by the. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying we probably all burned it. If we didn't burn it, I feel like I might have given it a pass,
0: but I can't remember.
2: I cannot recall.
0: But yeah, I've I want to watch the Nice Guys. Been on my uh, watch list for forever. I mainly want a movie I can kick back with a glass of whiskey and some <laughs> wings and just, you know,
1: have a, a man night. Because Frankenstein Conquers the World didn't cut it, apparently. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that was not my man night movie. That's not a man night? Come on. <laughs> when are we going to get Shin Frankenstein? That's what um, I want to know. <laughs>
0: then you guys will force me to watch this.
1: <laughs> I'd watch that.
3: Bring it back, Toho, or start it up.
1: But anyways, if uh, any of you listeners out there want to reach out to us, get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or on Twitter at Run The Real. Or you can email us at runtherealpodcast.gmail.com. Hit us up. We want to hear from you. Did you like Frankenstein Conquers the World? Did you watch it? (laughs) Can you watch it? (laughs) That's the question. Hit us up for the link. TV's got the link. Once again, yes, I do have a link if you do want to watch it, if you're not scared away by this review at all. Um, <laughs> I feel like, you know, as long as it's not, you know it's not the Frankenstein and he turns into a giant and fights a guy in a rubber suit, you'll probably know if you like it or not, maybe. I don't know.
3: If you like Toho kaiju films, you'll think it's interesting.
1: Yep, yep. That's a better way to put it. So <laughs> Either way, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, so we'd love to hear from you.
3: Yeah, hit us up. What's your favorite kaiju?
1: Ooh, yeah. Is it
3: Frankenstein? Is it <laughs> Baragon?
1: Ooh, that's a better choice. I'm just throwing that out there right now. Is Gamera better
3: than Godzilla?
1: Ooh, Ooh I just watched some of those. Man, we got to get out of here before this keeps going.
3: Why have them two not fought each <laughs> other yet? We got to go. This Why have over. they not fought each other? This is a crime.
1: Man, our only hope is that Warner Brothers will buy the rights to Gamera, and then he, they can make them fight. Oh, no. They
3: better do that. Oh, my god! They're gosh. going, Mike. All right, they're going.
1: Well. We got to
0: leave. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. Be sure to get in contact with us. Tune in next week to hear our next Treat Yourself the Nice Guys. This is Run The Real, signing off.
3: I mean, who doesn't want to see a flying <laughs> turtle?
1: <laughs> yeah, I love Gammer. Man,
3: guys, I got a P. Let's clap.